beer and they want to uh, tell scary stories, go to the tracks, you know, and, and uh, get pushed, amen, by uh, uh, spirits. And, uh, and uh, they will do things that they normally don't do because they're so intrigued. They'll go to haunted houses. Uh, and that's why when we do our haunted houses, we get all the crazy people that want to come through it. Uh, and because they love teasing this spirit of fear. And so tonight, amen, I'm not trying to scare you by any means, amen. You wanna, you're looking, amen, where am I going to send my kid for this, you know, out. Uh, but I want to educate you, amen, tonight. Because one of my jobs as a pastor is to make sure that the saints are properly equipped with their knowledge and understanding of what Scripture has to say which ultimately, amen, will work as a shield against the deception of the enemy. And so tonight, I don't want to tell you scary stories, but, you know, I might mention a few here and there. But I want to educate you, amen, on the topic of witchcraft. So I want to preach, amen, on witchcraft, which is the power of Satan. And I want to preach a message that I've entitled, Trick or Treat. Out of Acts chapter 8, amen, we're going to look at a story of a curandero, back in the Bible, amen, a sorcerer, who, amen, used these powers to astonish people. But we're going to look, amen, how the Bible has to say, amen, about this power, and, amen, the fact that if you've dabbled in witchcraft, hear me tonight, God can set you free. God wants to deliver you, He wants to help you. Because, amen, without a doubt, you have opened the door, amen, to the demonic. Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 5, the Bible says this, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them, and the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city, and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him, because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip, the preacher, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They laid hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit, and when Simon saw that through the laying of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power, because you uh, uh, also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, for because you thought that the gift of God would be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent! 
Therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps, amen, uh, 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 perhaps the, the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned with bitterness and bound by iniquity. Verse 24, then Simon answered and said, pray to the Lord for me. Then none of, the, none of these things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Father, I thank you this evening for the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for the power that is in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the power that is in the blood of Jesus. And Father, tonight I bind every demonic spirit of witchcraft and sorcery. I come against every word, O oh God, that has been spoken against your people or spoken against this place, O oh God, your house. Father, I pray that you would cause, amen, the enemies of our souls to become, amen, blinded and confused. Turn them against themselves. May their cursings return upon them a hundredfold. And may your people prosper and excel in the land. God, destroy the works of Satan, that your house, amen, may prosper forever. All this I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. All of God's people said, amen and amen. I want to first talk to you tonight about the allurement, amen. Now, in our text, Philip is preaching in Samaria when he encounters a people who have been living under the power and the imprisonment, amen, of witchcraft because that's exactly what it is. It's an imprisonment and everyone in that city, amen, has become under control, have become dominated by this sorcerer by the name of Simon and this allurement of his power have the people of Samaria in awe to the point that they would literally do anything for him verse 9 but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and he astonished the people of Samaria claiming that he was someone great saying that this man is the great power of God now people then and people today are without a doubt astonished even attracted to this power you know why because it is supernatural and when they cannot tap into the supernatural power of God, they settle for second best and they go looking, amen, for demonic power. They go looking, amen, for the local witch doctor, amen, to perform some spell for them. And they settle for dabbling for the powers of hell rather than chasing, amen, the power and the holiness of the living God. Our world, just like that city, is without a doubt fascinated with power. Verse 11, they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Now that word that our Bible uses there, amen, heed, in the Greek, it literally means to hold the mind or to pay attention, that they would give complete regard to him, that when this man spoke, uh, that he had the ability to captivate every person, everybody was locked in, their minds, their thoughts, their beliefs, was completely turned over to this sorcerer he had complete control and had the ability to manipulate them and these people were fascinated at amen the powerful miracles that this man had the ability to do without a doubt these people would have clapped him on would have cheered him on hey do it again one more time because they were so captivated by his ability 
You know, I didn't, uh, not that I know, I don't think I ever went, amen, to a curandero, but I remember, amen, playing with Ouija boards, uh, amen, when I was in school, and this was like a thing, people were intrigued, people were fascinated at the fact that we can tap into spirits uh, and do all kinds of things, amen, and I've been in places where there would be 10, 15, 20 teenagers uh, around, amen, some Ouija board uh, talking to some demon or several demons, and we we were all astonished uh, at the fact, amen, that we can tap into something. Uh, and I want to tell you, amen, it doesn't take very long before you're heating something like this, amen, if you begin to dabble with witchcraft. Did you know that in third world countries, witchcraft is no joke? Witchcraft is taken very seriously. It's not something to play down like here in the U.S. Uh, where we like to dress it up. We like to commercialize it. We like to capitalize off of it. Uh, we have spirit stores. Uh, we have yerverias, uh, amen. We have all these things. that You can just walk in and buy this, that, or the other. They want to make demons cute uh, and seem harmless. We have teachers uh, giving our kids uh, Harry Potter books uh, that are written, amen. Amen, by a self-declared witch, amen, and amen, our nation and our world has lost its mind by, amen, pr promoting this and dressing it down as if it's harmless. All the while, amen, here they are giving this power of hell, the power of Satan over to kids, to people, and making it seem like it's no big deal yet, amen, a lot of the world understands witchcraft is powerful. We had an invasion team, amen, many years ago going to the city of Chicago, and when they were there, amen, outreaching, there happened to be a book release of Harry Potter. That's how long ago this was. And so the outreach team is there outreaching, and they, amen, turn a corner, and next thing you know, amen, they're right smack in the middle of a giant, amen, uh, Harry Potter, uh, I don't know, rally or something, and all these uh, pasty white uh, nerdy kids, uh, amen, are all dressed up like witches uh, and warlocks, uh, and they have their books, uh, and they're all performing spells, saying this, that, and the other, uh, and next thing you you know, amen, our invasion team starts preaching. They start manifesting because it is a spirit. Amen. And they don't like what they're hearing. And these kids who their parents thought, oh, this is some innocent thing, very quickly realized, amen, something's laid hold of their kids. The Bible tells us that Jehu rides in, amen, to the city of Jezreel. And a woman by the name of Jezebel hears, amen, that he's coming to town. And, amen, the Bible tells us that she puts on makeup and she fixes her hair. You know, it's amazing that this woman's a witch. I said that with a W. And here she is trying to make witchcraft beautiful. Trying to allure him. Trying to manipulate him. Trying to dominate this man but she doesn't do it by coming out uh, all scary like in the morning when you don't got makeup on uh, no she doesn't do that she dresses it up she wants to make it look pretty and you know, oh yeah look at i just got my hair done put the makeup on that's why you have some religions they're like oh you can't put on makeup you jezebel <laughs> but they they, get, they twist it from the scripture 
But the reality is, is here's someone who wants to kind of just dress it up like it's no big deal. Thank God that Jehu understood. I could see right through that makeup. Uh, I could see right through this dressing up. I know exactly what it is. Throw that witch down here. Amen. Uh, let's kill her. Let's deal with this witchcraft uh, that is, amen, bewitching uh, our land. And he sees right through it. Can you see right through it, church? Or is your kids bringing home, amen, witchcraft books from school uh, and say, well, you know, uh, they got a book report. It's harmless. Come on, pastor. You're making a big old deal about this. Uh, really, I'm not the one declaring that they're witches. They're declaring it themselves. Fact is, is that we have to get serious. And understand that these people who dabble in witchcraft are serious. That to them, amen, it's no joke. To them, amen, it's a trade, it's a skill, it's a craft. It's something that they've practiced, that they've exercised, uh, that they, amen, aren't dabbling in it, amen, like some joke, uh, but that they're in it and they believe, amen, what they're doing. The Bible says he was a sorcerer for a long time. That it wasn't, amen, his first time. It was something that he did. You know, here recently, amen, we lost a brother in the mother church, Brother Ruben Rodella. And I never knew this part of his testimony, but he told me, amen, just a few months back, amen, uh, prior to him passing, he told me a story. And I, I never knew this about him, but he said when he was a kid, there was a man that came by, he was a curandero, and his parents used to go to this guy and, uh, you know, I guess do whatever curanderos do, spells, and, you know, tell me this, that, and the other, uh, give me this and that. And so one day, this curandero's there at the house, and he sees Reuben. Reuben's a little boy, and he begins to say, you know what, uh, uh, there, there's, there's something on your boy, and we could really use him. So the parents are like, hey, well, uh, two for one, you do something for us. You can have our kid, you know, use him, uh, train him up in the craft. And so they began to take Reuben as a kid. They took him all the way to Mexico. And they began to train him up. He, he, he was telling me he would see things, all kinds of demonic things were taking place. Uh, they left him locked in a room for days. Uh, I mean, and then he came back and they would literally use him. They would go into homes uh, where this uh, curandero would be doing his thing. Uh, and yet it was Reuben uh, who would be able to see spirits walking around the house. Uh, and he, uh, the curandero would ask him, do you see anything? Is anything here? Uh, what do you see? Uh, and literally, amen, here's this boy who was being trained up uh, to work, amen, this craft. Listen to me, church. This is serious stuff. Fact is, is that his parents realized after some time the mistake that they made. They tried to pull him out. Reuben begins to grow up as a young man, gets powerfully saved. The day that he got saved, they get a knock on the door. They hadn't heard from this uh, witch in forever. But that day that he got saved, he knocks on the door and he says, where's Reuben? I need to talk to Reuben. Something has happened to Reuben. Something bad has happened to Reuben. Where's Reuben? And the dad, is, dad, dad knows that Reuben's back there. He's like, no, nah, he's not here, man. You need to leave. He's like, no, I need to talk to him. I'm telling you, this is serious stuff. How serious is it? It's not a hobby to them. It's not a joke to them. It's people do this for a living. Just like you take your job serious, these people are involved in witchcraft. They're not fooling around. 
It's not something to just say, ah, no big deal. Remember hearing a story of a preacher. He was going to discredit these fortune tellers, and he was going to go in there and, uh, you know, basically, okay, yeah, read my hand, do whatever you're going to do. And he was just going to walk out and just be like, I expose you. This is a big old joke. But lo and behold, he comes out of there not understanding that he opened a door to the demonic. Next thing you know, everything that he was being told was going to happen, started happening in his life. Completely freaked this guy out. And he found out the hard way that this is real. I remember seeing a newspaper ad when I was in Corpus. And it was an advertisement that said, third generation, curandero. Here's a guy advertising. Come see me. This has been in my family for generations. And I'm the third one doing this. But we're talking about church is not something for us to just blow off. I remember speaking with pastor about this sermon and amen or speaking with a pastor about this sermon and I remember him telling me a story about his aunt that his aunt was a medium and by trade she would uh, she was trained you know to do this uh, and uh, she did it for a living and you know it was uh, fascinated him with uh, the power that she had and always amen involved in this and so it was mind-boggling to him the things that he would see his aunt do and amen, the, the thing is this, church, right? when we're talking about witchcraft, if the power you're looking for is searched for in the world, I guarantee you, you will eventually end up at the witchcraft's door. Because that is all the world has to offer. First Samuel 28, the Bible tells us the story of the witch of Endor. Amen. King, amen, Saul has lost Samuel. Samuel, amen, is his connection to God. He would go to Samuel and he would receive instruction, guidance. The power of God was in Samuel. Remember, King Saul was making all kinds of mistakes. So he would go to Samuel, amen, to tap into that power. And tell me what the Lord says. Well, Samuel's gone now. And what does he do? He's looking for power. So he goes to a witch. And he says, call up Samuel because I want to tap in. And he goes, amen, by the way of a medium. He goes by the way of witchcraft. That's why there's fortune tellers, mystic healers, on street corners, advertising. You got, amen, a horoscope app tonight. Let me tell you something. Uh, you're bound by witchcraft. If you're looking to the stars to try to figure out your future, let's talk about the access. There's two ways to open the door to the spirit of witchcraft. Keep in mind that witchcraft is the manipulation of your will. When you seek to impose your will on somebody or something for your own selfish agenda. Well, she doesn't love me. I'm going to go to the curandero. They're going to give me a potion. Uh, love potion number nine. And she's going to fall in love with me. And never mind that you're fail. You know, uh, take a bath, fix your teeth. Uh, that might work. You know, no, no. You're going to go to the witch doctor and you're going to go, amen, and involve yourself in that to try to impose your will on somebody else. Witchcraft is manipulation. So number one way is by physical involvement. You're uh, uh, hanging out with your friends and somebody busts out some tarot cards. Ha, it's just some joke. Ha, yeah, we're just going to have a good time. You know, a slumber party. Uh, you better be careful, mom and dad, where you let your kids go. Yeah. You have no idea what's happening in those homes. 
And there they are, amen. All of a sudden, somebody wants to bust out a Ouija board. Somebody want to bust out some tarot cards. Uh, and uh, you just think, oh, they're over there having a, a milk and cookies. Yeah, right. They're sitting, amen, with demons. People who want to go to fortune tellers. Curanderos. Involve themselves with religions like Wicca, amen, and buying these books of the occult, Ouija boards, those who are doing drugs and alcohol. That is sorcery. You're opening yourself up to the demonic. Samaria was perfectly okay with Simon the sorcerer doing his witchcraft. And when they became okay with it, they opened the door to the demonic. Verse 7 tells us this. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice, that means they were manifesting, came out of many who were possessed and many were paralyzed and lame were healed. So here comes a preacher man, preacher Philip the evangelist. He shows up to a city completely bound and possessed by demonic power. Uh, he begins to preach. He begins to lay hands on people and they just began to demonically manifest outwardly because you cannot successfully dabble in this and not open the door to hell. Not open the door to darkness, to Satan himself. And these people, they might have, oh, well, you know, I'm not trying to harm anybody. You know, I was just trying to, you know, uh, uh, heal my little nieto. My nieto had ojo, you know, and there I am, you know. And, and, and well, we're just trying to find out the sex of the baby. So we're just going to go put a little pendulum on there uh, and let's do a little bit of witchcraft and find this out. Oh, hey, no, no harm, no foul. No, listen to me. You open the door. Physical involvement. Demonic spirits coming. Oh, oh you know, that's, my, that's, that's grandma talking to me on the Ouija board. You know, huh? how are you, grandma? Listen to me. That's not grandma. That's a demon spirit that you're conversing with. Lying to you. Somehow, I mean, you're contacting some loved one the bible strictly tells us there's a great gulf in between that that side amen where your family members at can't reach this side so guess who you're talking to it is not them second thing is you can be emotionally attached or by way of your attitude this is usually perhaps the most frequently open door to the people of God. People who would never think about stepping foot into a curandero shop. Oh, pastor, I would never do that. I don't, I don't even go over there by Las Palmas, you know. And uh, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very careful, you know. And I'm not going to, you know, I, I would never go, you know. And some Indian healer who wants to read my hand, amen. And uh, I, I ain't going to do any of that, you know. Uh, you, you would never think, amen, of physically involving yourself but listen to me, the mistake that Christians make is emotionally. The attitude that they have towards certain things, amen, immediately involves himself with the same spirit. Well, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about rebellion. That you can have this attitude towards authority. Man, I don't need to listen to you. I don't need to listen to that. That same spirit, amen, is the same spirit that operates in witchcraft. The Bible tells us, 1 Samuel 15, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It traffics the same lane. 
Rebellion simply puts it is insisting on your will and imposing your will at whatever cost. That you're going to manipulate the situation. You know what's amazing to me? Is that there are people, amen, you are so uh, 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 stubborn, not here, not you, amen, but there are people that, they're so stubborn, man, and so rebellious that, you know what, instead of coming to church and let God change you, let the church change you, no, 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 what, you know what you want to do? You want to change the church. Well, you know what, I don't like this. Well, I'm going to impose my will. I'm going to do that. You know what, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. And you know, I'm gonna do you know what, and you know what, you, you want to do that? Go start your own church. That'd be the nice church of rebels, amen, over there on Division uh, 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 Street over there on the south side. Uh, and uh, you know what? You go rent your own building and, and start, start a little church over there on Division. But amen, don't come up here with your attitude of rebellion because it's witchcraft. And you have no idea that you've opened that same door. You might not be walking into, oh, hermana Teresa, no galitos, uh, but amen, in your attitude is opening that same exact door and it's linking you emotionally to the same spirit of manipulation the devil loves to play with your emotions who do these people think they are man telling you what to do who do they think they are they don't know you they don't own you you're your own person man and he loves to pull the strings, doesn't he? Our text says, many were possessed. I had a cousin, I probably told you the story, but it fits the script. And then she's perfectly fine, teenager, typical teenager, does whatever she wants. My aunt and uncle couldn't really control her. And so one day she just says, you know what, I'm gonna go to a friend's house. Goes down the street, walks to her friend's house. Hours pass. They don't know where she's at. Where is she at? What's going on? Defiant. <sighs> Looking for her. Where, where, where could she be? Finally, they find her walking the street, uh, uh, just wandering in the street, and she is completely just mentally retarded within a matter of hours. Perfectly fine teenager. Suddenly, she's wandering the streets, mentally retarded. Turns out that when she got there, they started messing around with the Ouija board. And something just didn't get on her. Something got in her. And all of a sudden, this spirit is in her. And I tell you what, to this day, she is not the same person. Because you could insist on doing your own thing. I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm going to do my own thing. You better be careful. What doors you're opening because what we're talking about is something not to take lightly, but to take seriously. Are you trying to scare us? Maybe. Trying to scare the hell out of you. This stuff's real. So let's talk about defeating witchcraft. I want to close with the power that is in the blood of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus ought to be our confidence. You see, when Simon saw the power of God, this sorcerer saw the power of God, operating in Philip's life, 
that was without a doubt given to him because, amen, of the authority that has been granted to him because of what God did, what Jesus Christ did himself on that cross. So suddenly power, authority, the ability to preach with anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage, amen, the laying of the hands, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. This, amen, witch doctor realized what real power is and how that power overrules his power. It was so powerful that he said, how can I get that power? I'm willing to give you money to get that power right there because he understood there's no match. I might be able to curse people, do this, that over here, but that is power. And they realized that and it Freaked them out. I told you the other day, amen, uh, about a year or two ago, walked out. There's a guy doing witchcraft outside our door, confronting him. I doesn't want to leave. Uh, put my hand on my gun. Uh, still doesn't want to leave. Uh, I said, you know what? Everything you prayed, I'm going to pray it right back to you. Completely freaked him out, and he took off. Because to him, what's real power is, amen, when you get God involved. Acts 8, 18, 19, and when Simon saw that through the laying of the apostle hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, give me this power also that anyone whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. You see, church, the enemies of God know what the real thing is. All of hell can rage with this fury against us, uh, but, amen, they're held back by the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. And that ought to be your confidence. You know what always amazes me? Is how the people of God are so scared of the kukui. Oh, you're going to preach on the devil. Ooh, the devil. The man's going to get you. You know, the boogeyman. And everyone, ooh. Be scared of God, man. You have no fear of God. I don't need to listen to him. I'll do whatever I want. But you're, you're scared of, uh, of, of Leo in, in his Michael Meyer outfit. Amen. Walking around yesterday. Acts 19, the Bible tells us the seven sons of Sceva, these men saw Paul casting out demons, and they said, we can do that too. The demons respond, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who the heck are you? And these demons have the ability to whoop these seven guys, amen, send them running down the street butt naked, but listen to me, they realize where power lay. Jesus we know, Paul we know, we know the real deal. We know where there's power. Then we respect, then we acknowledge, then we cannot, amen, beat up sin running down the street. But you, you do not have the blood of Jesus on your life. You are not powerful. I remember Pastor Moreno, uh, they were going to go pray for a lady that was uh, uh, demon-possessed. And uh, he gathers, hey man, I got a call. Uh, there's some lady, she's demon-possessed, she's manifesting, and we're going to go pray for her. Everybody get in the car. Everybody just starts getting in the car. And so everybody's in the car, and he says, all right, man, this is serious. You know the way he is. He's all animated. This is serious, man, you know. We're going to go. We're going to beat up the devil. And, you know, right now, it's important that you better be saved, man, or that demon's going to jump on you. One guy gets out of the car. Because he knew this isn't to be messed with. This is no joke. And either you have confidence in the blood, the powerful blood of Jesus being on your life and being able to fight against 
the, the devil and his power. Or you better get out of the car. Because it's not a joke. The blood of Jesus is our confidence, but it's also our weapon. Pastor Robert Polaka was preaching revival in a border town. Some of you have heard the story. A cat came in the room and he just started beating up the cat. Freaked everybody out in the revival. That Pastor Robert Polaka was beating up a cat. We didn't know this guy it was an animal abuser. <laughs> I don't know if it affected his love offering or anything like that, but he's beating up a cat. Next thing you know, they find the local witch doctor, Alcatiao, walking down the street, completely beat up. So here he is, preaching this revival. The Spirit of God told him, that's a witch. Coming in here in the form of a cat, and this guy just unleashes a whooping on that cat. And next thing you know, this witch doctor got exactly what he deserved. Don't you mess with the house of God. Don't you mess with the people of God. The blood of Jesus is our weapon. Story of the old preacher who was awakened by noise. I believe it was Martin Luther. I could be wrong. But, amen, the story goes that as he's laying in bed, his bed begins to shake. And it's, it's a demonic assault. He wakes up. His bed's shaking. It shakes him all across the room. And he gets so upset, he begins to rebuke the demon, casts him out to this demon, goes flying out, takes off from the room, and he says, hey, wait. The demon stops. Come back here. Put my bed back where it was. And then the bed. You could go now. I don't know if it's real, but that's the story that's told about Martin Luther. The Christian has been given power over the enemy church. All strategies, all assaults, every tactic, every strategy. That's why I prayed how I prayed the beginning of this sermon. I want you to understand you and I have power to break every curse, to send it right back, to be at liberty. You don't have to go looking for power in this world what Jesus did on that cross uh, overrides all things, all power. Amen. Everyone has to acknowledge the powerful blood that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is for you and for me. We have been called not to dabble with the power of this world, but to have confidence in the power of God and his authority because of Jesus Christ. You not need to be afraid if you've dabbled in witchcraft. There is freedom from witchcraft. You're going to have to hate it. You're going to have to renounce it. You're going to have to repent and say, God, I acknowledge I've messed with this. I am guilty and I've opened the door. And God, I repent before you. I acknowledge that I've done this. But God, I want to get right with you. Close the door that I have opened. God, I want to surrender. I want to be a child of God. Verse 20, but Peter said to him, your money perish with you. He's talking to the sorcerer. Because you thought the gift of God would be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Peter calls out this witch, and he said, you better get it right. Because if not, it's going to go really, really bad for you. Best to come clean and say, God, I am guilty and I need to be right. Let him set you free. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes.